Hello everyone, welcome to the Defiant podcast. The internet of money is being built with blockchain technology and without banks. We call it DeFi, short for decentralized finance. And this is where you can hear the builders and users of this cutting edge world tell their stories firsthand. I'm your host, Camila Russo. Today's episode is with Andre Crunch, the developer of the YEARN platform and YFI token. There's a sort of mysticism around Andre, the solo genius builder who relentlessly releases code even if it hasn't been properly audited or tested yet. The DeFi wizard capable of turning a token, which he himself claimed to be valueless, to be worth thousands of dollars in just a few days. Andre talks about the actual paralyzing fear that comes with building money protocols and how the drive to continue innovating has helped him overcome the fear and keep building. Still, he recognizes innovation and user safety are at odds in DeFi, pulling in opposite directions. He's not sure what the right balance is, but at least on his end, innovation will keep winning out the fight. Andre created Yearn initially to invest his family's savings. The platform allocates stablecoins to lending protocols that are generating the most yield. Last month, he released a YFI or YFI governance token, which had no pre-sale, no offering, and could only be earned in the initial distribution by using the Yearn platform itself. With traders lining up to get their hands on the latest DeFi token, more than $300 million in digital assets flowed into Yearn, while YFI surged past $1,000 in a day and now trades at around 4,000. This isn't exactly how Andre thought things would play out. His napkin math for, for what YFI would be worth had put its value between two or three dollars, but he's not complaining. Here we are with Andre Crunch. He's uh, been leading the charge in innovation in DeFi recently. Uh, he's a longtime developer um, and the founder of Yearn, previously Iron. Um, so we'll get into all of that and the Wi-Fi token and all the craziness around it. Um, but first, I really want to start and, and, and just get to know Andre better. Um, so Andre, welcome uh, to the Define Podcast. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk to me. No, it's a pleasure. Um, thanks, for, thanks for inviting me. Thanks for um, you know, giving me a forum to, to, to talk about a lot of this stuff. Great. Um, I, uh, I, I, I like to preface by, you know, people like saying I'm, 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 I'm the founder or whatever. Um, I, I, I just like to preface by saying that, that I'm not, mm-hmm. um, a, a, a big reason why I'm, I'm trying to remove my, it's like, like, like the, the, <laughs> the, the thing I messed up the biggest, uh-huh. sorry, this, this is actually a point that's been annoying me for a while. So, so, okay, so this ahead. is a good forum to say it. The, the thing I messed up the biggest was not being anonymous. Mm. Um, I realized, I realized one of the, the, the key things about building something decentralized is being able to walk away from it. And like at, at this point, people associate the protocol so much with me that, mm. that it's, it's, it's almost difficult to detach the two. Right. And, and, and that's actually in the current narrative really annoying me because you can't be decentralized and a founder. Like, like those, those, those two just don't go hand in hand. Mm. Um, but, but anyway, we, we, we can unpack that a little bit 
later. Um, yeah. It just popped into my brain for whatever reason now. And it's been a pet peeve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so what's the right, the right way to, to call you? Like, what's the title you prefer then? I am a guy that deploys smart contracts on Ethereum. So, okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> that's, 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 that's my claim to fame that I've deployed a few, a few lines of code onto a, a very well-designed, cool blockchain. Okay, you're, you're, you're being a little bit um, humble, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go with it. <laughs> um, okay, so let's, let's start with, uh, with, with your background, and then I'd love to dig into the, the topics you mentioned just now, which is this um, aim of DeFi founders to really detach themselves from, from their protocols. Um, I think it's, it's super interesting. So, uh, but before we get into that, let's get to know you a, a little bit better. Um, I, um, so you, you're, I know you're based in uh, South Africa um, and, you know, that you have a crypto briefing also, uh, but, you know, I, I'd love to kind of learn how you got into crypto in, in the first place. Like what were you doing pre-crypto? Uh, well, um, uh, how far do you want to go back? Um, I'm I'm one of the the older specimens in crypto, I mm -hmm. think. Um, so you know, we we can go back 20, 30 years if you like, or we can keep <laughs> it crypto recent. So I'm I don't know how far back you want to dig. No, I mean whatever is, is relevant to understand um, your enthusiasm and activity in in this space, I guess. Okay. Okay. Well. Well. Then I'll I'll, I'll brush through the the sort of before crypto very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, started off doing my LLB originally to become a a advocate. Um, took a year off in that year. Helped a friend who was doing computer science. Um, mm -hmm. Got really interested in the courses they were doing, so ended up doing them myself. Um, I I managed to finish the courses quite a bit ahead of schedule. Um, one of the lecturers had resigned at the time, so they they not being able to find someone to to replace to fill the rest of the semester. They ended up mm -hmm. offering me the interim job to actually be a lecturer. So I took that. Mm. Um, from there, started getting heavily into computer science. First job was with Vodacom in um, Tanzania and Congo doing, Vodacom's a telecommunications company, mm -hmm. Vodafone, um, building their GGSN, IONS, all of those things. Uh, after Vodacom got heavily into mobile security, um, but this is back in the days of like J2ME and Nokia, um, Symbian development, so like Android and iPhone didn't even exist yet. Mm. Um, um, from the from the mobile security dev started the Altec was after that actually that was Eltron so so that was card switching payments mm -hmm. um, so just back in payment systems for traditional credit cards and those kinds of things from there into big data um, Spark. Um, Spark cluster development, lots of Scala work, um, very high throughput stuff um, mm -hmm. that we were doing with, again, the telecommunications companies. Um, got a little bit into, into ML, uh, machine learning, just mm -hmm. for building some like regression models and things because we started doing, um, we started going into loans and insurance um, with ShopRite Group, which is a big retail company here. Um, stuck there in the FinTech for probably three, four years leading up that technology department. Mm -hmm. And then there was, there was this, there was this tipping point where, where I, I was stagnating in that industry a little bit. There wasn't much more I could learn or do. And, and I, 
I I do get bored very easily. Like mm-hmm. I I don't manage to stay at companies long because mm-hmm. I get to the point where I I I understand. I I'm I'm highly addicted while there's a puzzle, but when the puzzle's been solved, I very quickly get bored. Mm-hmm. Um, and and at this time, I've I've my my one mate Anton, who I've been working with for the last decade plus. He's he's a phenomenal human being, but um, he got married and he went mm-hmm. on honeymoon. And I was alone at the office and I was bored. And this was December. Okay. And I was looking for something new to do. Mm-hmm. And this was, I think, either end 2016 or end 2017. I don't remember. And that okay. the, uh, probably probably end 2017, because that's when the, the, the initial big hype cycle on crypto started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had been doing mesh networks and distributed systems previously with my Vodacom stuff and my machine learning stuff. Mm. So I, I got very excited originally on, on the distributed um, on the distri- consensus side um, one of the one of the projects we were busy with at the time was um, localized decentralized consensus that we wanted to do for self-driving cars because because we had this this research theory at the time where where self-driving cars right now they still use normal optics so you know they'll use a a, a stop sign and then they'll stop but what we wanted to accomplish is if you have a bunch of cars coming to an intersection, there's there's no reason for them to use an archaic system like a stop sign if they can communicate to each other in a localized network mm-hmm. at high frequency, arrive at the decision, even though there might be malicious actors. So 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 this idea of of high throughput um, and and you know this was that phase when everyone was promising ten thousand TPS and the next one had a hundred thousand and the next one had a bajillion and like it it just kept scaling like that. So mm-hmm. so coming coming from a a fairly traditional like research and and technology background, I I started getting very excited about this because here was this field that were promising they had solved all of these problems and mm-hmm. and that was phenomenal to me because you know we. On 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 that research side, we've been stuck for twenty years without breakthroughs, and all of a sudden, you've got you've got nineteen year olds fresh out mm-hmm. of school saying that they came up with a solution and they solved it. And, and mm. at the time, I was hooked. I loved the idea. Right. Um, so I started digging into it more. Mm-hmm. And, and, and at, that at, time, at this time, yeah. like this was with um, you know blockchains like Definity, like th- those types of of chains were promising that that level of scalability, right? At this time, like twenty seventeen, I, I imagine is that kind of the 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 chains that you were looking at and were hopeful about. Um, I mean, I the, like. Looking back at the reviews I did, I, I think it was probably like like Wanchain, Aeon. Um, it, it was sort of that era. Like like okay. Definity, I think was a little bit after that, maybe a mm-hmm. few months after. Um, so it was still a little bit before them. Okay. Uh, but but so 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 to learn, mm-hmm. I started digging through their code and mm-hmm. I started documenting what I saw and what I learned from it. And I wrote mm-hmm. that on my Medium. Um, and at the time, it was just, you know, it was exploratory for me. I wanted to learn more. So I figured I would, there's probably other people that are going through the same thing I'm going. So I'll write mm-hmm. it down. Um, and the code reviews blew up. Like for whatever mm-hmm. reason, it became wildly used. Um, and then Han from Crypto Briefing reached out to me and he had the idea of formalizing it with with their reviews, mm-hmm. which, which the guys there are awesome and I love them. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, let's do it. Um, so I started giving them the rights to, I say rights, all of my stuff's open, anyone can use it. So there's no rights, but I mean, mm-hmm. they were the first ones to publish it on their um, Crypto Briefing website, CryptoBriefing.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what 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 I didn't like is, is you know, I, I, I wrote 
to for people to learn. Um, mm. But instead, people started using it as a measuring stick for ICO qualities and like as mm. investment advice, and that really pissed me off. Right. Um, so so I started pulling a little bit back on that because why why I was doing it and what people were using it for were two very different things. Okay. So so I pulled back from my reviews, um, and this was especially during that mega hype period. And I mean, people were people were doing private sales off of my reviews and things like that. And, and it, it really annoyed me. So, so mm. I, I almost completely cold stopped that. Mm. Um, and, and then I went back to my roots, which was on the research side. Now, now at this time, it's, it's, I think about a year, maybe a little bit more later. And I've, I've, I've come to realize that these, these really difficult problems have not been solved yet. And, mm. and there there's, but what's what's fantastic about this space is that there's so much money being thrown at research. Hmm. So in in the traditional space, you know, you you have to go through so many hoops to try and get a hundred dollar grant to do something. Here, you you write the same idea on a piece of paper, call it a white paper, and then all of a sudden you can raise forty million dollars, which is insane. Right. Um, but but it created the opportunity for a lot of good research to happen. So I started digging in heavily on that side. Um, I got very involved in the in the asynchronous asynchronous BFT research space. Um, mm-hmm. Did a few papers there with a with a few different guys in the space. Also did some formalized BM stuff with the guys in Sydney. Um, got really excited about all of that stuff. Um, helped launch. One or two of these blockchains to to test in a in a distributed capacity, and and the the results were were good, but not as high as theoretically possible. So so that was that was probably towards the end, I think of no, probably about the middle middle area of 2019. Mm, okay. Um, and and then at at that time, so so what what was happening parallel to this? was i'm i'm now that guy you know i'm 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 the one that's in crypto and i'm the one that's telling people about crypto so 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 i'm that annoying douche that no one likes <laughs> and um but the the counter effect there is like i've all of my friends all of my family they're they're a little bit scared of this crypto stuff but but they want to test the waters you know they 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 want to dip their toe but but they don't want to figure it out themselves so so all of them you know started asking me to invest like a, a thousand bucks or 500 bucks or whatever it is, never, never big money, but um, mm. into like BTC or ETH and just hold that stuff there. Um, and now during that 2019 volatility, I, I wasn't comfortable keeping keeping their their things in, in BTC or ETH or any of these other crypto assets that are a little bit more volatile because I, I'm not a trader. I, I don't mm. understand the... The the TAFA side, I I still think it's 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 flipping a coin and guessing. I, mm-hmm. I think it's formalized gambling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to get out of that as much as possible. So I started moving all of that stuff to stable coins. So now I've got this mm. stack of stable coins, and I'm like, okay, but I I I still want to show them there's value here. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a five x, but you can still make more that you're than you're gonna make by putting that money in a um, savings account that's going to give you, you know, maybe one to four percent if you're lucky, depending on your lockups here in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So, so at that time, I started doing um, a lot of sort of initial research, DeFi protocol work, but not yet mm-hmm. on Ethereum. This, this was a lot about because because the one problem I still had a little bit on the Ethereum ecosystem was that there was this there was this fight for liquidity, and and it's still happening. You know, that's this you've. It's it's Uniswap trying to capture it, or 
um, Vancor's trying to capture it, or you know, the the Dexes are trying to capture it. But 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 everyone wants the liquidity. Mm. Um, so so I had formalized this 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 additional base layer DeFi protocol, um, where the liquidity is shared between your your AMMs and your lenders and these kinds of things, mm-hmm. um, and started building that a little bit off to the side. But but the more I built it, the more I realized the power of DeFi isn't isn't the tooling. You know, it's not the lenders, it's not the the DEXs, it's the assets. Mm-hmm. The 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 thing that was that was huge for Ethereum doing during that time was that it had launched so much financial value in ERC twenties in these underlying assets. And it's the chain that has all of these assets that has the value. It's all about the AUM. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I early I, I think it was around December 2019 or, or Jan this year. I, I started shifting all of the all of the theoretical stuff I was doing in terms of of shared liquidities and AMMs and um, lending providers and all of this stuff onto the um, onto the Ethereum ecosystem. Uh, but I didn't have to do most of it because you know we already had lenders. There was DYDX, there was Ava, there was Compound, all of these wonderful things. Um, AMs weren't that big. We basically had Uniswap at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I started to do, now now my, my, my belief system when it comes to coding mm-hmm. is never code something you can't do yourself. So okay. I need to, as a human, be able to do steps and accomplish something and then I can code it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's the only way I, I that's the only way I can teach the program to do something because it has to do what I can do. Right. So I started getting I started using now the now this is where the two stories tie in. I started mm-hmm. using the stablecoin portfolio from friends and family and I started moving it between lenders okay. to make sure that it gets the highest APR rates. Uh, but this is time consuming, it takes a lot of gas and and I'm 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 a coder. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll spend a month trying to figure out how to do something to automate it that actually only takes us five minutes a day to do. But in our brains, it makes logical sense, and we want to do it. So right. I I I started designing my on-chain oracles. Originally, it was just so that I have a single place where I can see all of the APRs on-chain. Mm-hmm. That came with its own nightmares because the one reports. APY, the other one reports current utilization. So there's a lot of normalization and things you have to do there, but that's a different story. But mm-hmm. after I get this APR going, I'm like, okay, but now I want, I smart contracts can automate this for me. They, mm-hmm. they can move my funds around without me needing to do it. Mm-hmm. So I ended up deploying sort of the V1 iron system that did these strategies. It would check what the APR is and it would move the the things. But now the thing about some, the thing about blockchain is it's, is it's it only does something when you interact with it. You know, there's there's I, I can't say in ten blocks do something because it doesn't have that concept. Mm. So so what I realized is I need more people to interact with the protocol because the more people that interact with the protocol, the more often it checks where the highest APR is, which means the more often it's going to move, which means it increases its frequency of return. Oh, that's uh, and that's originally why. That's why I opened it up so that people can use it um, because the more people that interact, it, it doesn't subtract anything from me. Mm-hmm. And and it means the protocol itself becomes more efficient mm-hmm. because every time someone deposits, now it checks, hey, where is the highest rates? Oh, no, it actually changed. I should move my funds oh, versus if, if it was just me, I was, you know, maybe once or twice a day clicking on the, the rebalance button so that it, it, it checks and then moves. Um, so So that's originally why I opened it up. Um, and then, 
then I, I, at the same time, there was there was some other tooling. Oh, oh, actually, no. Before that, um, during the the V two I was building at the time, um, that's just when Curve Finance launched. That's just when um, Mitch unveiled it. Mm-hmm. And their original, the very first pool was CDI, CUSDC, just the two compound ones. And I started talking to him about the idea of using using the 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 now you earn protocol, you earn protocol to, mm-hmm. to do profit lending switching. Because it's the same concept. It just adds a little bit of extra yield on, yield on top of it. Right. Um, and we ended up building the 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 Y pool that that even even though Everything blew up now with with the 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 Wi-Fi waifu. I don't know how people want to pronounce it nowadays. Wi-Fi token. Um, I, I I still think that was sort of the 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 crown jewel moment. Was was that Y pool that we created? Because because here you had the 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 Y curve, the output token from that pool is something that that till today I'm very proud of. Because here here you have this token that's stable mm-hmm. by representation. Um, it's it's a basket of these four different stable coins that get automatically adjusted as people trade in the market. So so the the basket itself is is as close adjusted to one as possible, which means you have a lot more um, stability on that side as well. Underneath it, you've got the Yearn protocol that's doing this profit switching. Mm-hmm. So so this Y curve token to me is 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 a is a new kind of of stable integrated savings account. You know, in, in traditional right. finance, you, you need a savings account where I put my money in. This is money that has those properties inherently, uh, mm. which is something I was very excited about. Um, so can you yeah. can you um, okay? So you you've you've covered a lot in <laughs> in in this space. Um, so let me let's. Stop here and, and just clarify. Uh, so at this point, you've built um, Iron, and at the same time, uh, Curve uh, Dex had well, had no, no. So, 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 Curve is a hundred percent. Mitch and team right, from, right. from Curve Finance. Right. Um, we so just collaborated. Uh, yeah, yeah. So separately, they they had launched um, their uh, their decks, and so. Can you can you explain uh, what more about what uh, Iron was was doing and and how um, you complemented that that with with Curve because so you had invested your 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 family's stable coins in 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 this program that uh, was good at finding the best APRs across different uh, DeFi uh, lending protocols so that's what Iron did at this point right yes that's that's the base base protocol. Right, that's a base protocol, and then separately, Curve had launched, and and they had um, optimized a way to uh, swap stable coins. Right, that that's kind yes. of what what their edge is versus other AMMs and and DEXs. So what what you did there was create um, on Curve a basket of of stable coins to make this system of optimizing for APRs easily is is that kind of a good way to represent it or well, so 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 if you break it down uh, curve curve you you think of curve just like you would a any of the other AMM so so mm-hmm. we think of uniswap and we think v1 uniswap and let's say mm-hmm. you want to do dai you would do dai eth so you'd have 50% dai 50% eth right now now curve does that as well so but mm-hmm. you wouldn't have eth you would have dai usdt 
Um, so, so in 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 this specific case, you would have DAI, USDT, USDC, and TUSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now that's what the user sees. That's on top. But now, if if you if you if you look under the hood, then what's what's actually in that pool is not USDT, DAI, USDC, and TUSD. It's actually the the output tokens from iron so it's actually why die why usdc why usdt and why tusd mm. because because this output token that you get so when i put in one you one die into iron i get out a represent a, a share value of of y die i say okay. a share value because um, as the pool grows, one wide eye becomes more expensive algorithmically so like now it's 1.03 um, dollars where when I launched it it was exactly one for one because there mm. wasn't interest in the underlying pool so so that, that's that's just a share calculation so that when you put in money now you can't take someone else's interest your starts accumulating from that point so you need that conversion ratio um, but but so this the 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 thing about the wide die token is it's always redeemable for that underlying die mm. so 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 from a from a architectural point of view, if you look at the the curve pool, that curve pool is actually holding YDI, YUSDT, YTUSD, and YUSDC. Mm, and they're but, all but shares. But the users of, trade, they're all shares of pools in in Iron. Yes. So okay, so right. in 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 Iron. Although for for purposes of the conversation, I'm just going to start sticking to Yearn. So so sure. in Yearn, you've you've got a TUSD pool where if you deposit TUSD, you get YTUSD. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and the reason that I I always build all of my pools asset to asset mm-hmm. um, because I never wanna I never wanna give exposure or risk to the user depositing that that might change. So so like my my very first design would actually switch between stable coins for you to hunt the highest yield one. So mm-hmm. so if you deposited USDT but it saw die was 20% higher, it would actually switch it over to die and, and invest the die so that you get that yield instead of the yield on the USDT. Um, but but then you have to start doing calculations around slippage and trade loss and those kinds of things. So so I made a a, a choice at that time that I'm I'm never exposing depositors to that risk. If you put in the 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 one rule to to everything I'm building is if if you put in one die. You you might not get back more than one die, but you will always get back at least one die. So okay. so you know there you you for whatever reason you might not get interest, but you will you will never get less than what you put in because I wanna I I I wouldn't want that to happen. So I'm not going right. to let that happen to other people. Mm. But but yeah. So so in IR so in yearn I uh, put in one die I get 0.99 Y die and it's that Y die that actually goes into the curve pool. Okay. Got it. And then in, in the curve pool, like what's what's the benefit of having all, all these kind of derivatives of stable coins uh, in in like bunched together in curve? So so the the the, the major thing that, that Mitch and team um, solved was and, and that's why they're called curve. Um, is because of this this bonding curve invariant that they use where mm. Where, whereby they, Mitch had this idea of of what if I add a single assumption to to a Uniswap pool, because because this was a time you had um, the synthetic ETH, um, so you'd had SETH, ETH, um, and you know you, you you had a bunch of things that were in essence arguably stable, 
so mm-hmm. that one of the one side is equal to one of the other side. Mm-hmm. And 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 this is this is the big in quotes assumption that the curve pools make is they and and that's why curve pools are only for things that are one to one. So that's why you know there's there's a pool that has REN BTC and WBTC and and probably ZBTC and stuff later and SBTC in it because it assumes one BTC is equal to one BTC is equal to one BTC, um, and it's this assumption that makes that that trade that you do between two different stablecoins so incredibly efficient. Because now in in something like Uniswap, if you were to trade Dai to USDC and you were to do fifty percent of the pool, you you that 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 X Y curve that they do, you you would lose a a large amount to slippage. Mm-hmm. Um, but with with this bonding curve design that Mitch used, and with the assumption that it's one, it's it's super efficient. Right. So 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 what that means is is the the net effect of that is that the underlying capital actually becomes more efficient. Mm. So, so now on on Uniswap, where you'd need ten million dollars worth of USDT, um, now you only need one million dollars to to do the same amount of transactional volume and trades with 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 less slippage. Now, now I I, I keep comparing to Uniswap just because like, I mean it's it's in its own right a absolutely phenomenal protocol, but you know it's it's for more volatile assets and those kinds of things, and and then it pegs it a lot better. Like like Curve, you can't use for volatile assets. Um, if you put volatile assets in there, um, you 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 will always be able to manipulate that against the rest of the market because the spread will be so much tighter between those two assets that are trading. Mm. Um, but it's phenomenal for things that are stable. So if you're comparing, you know, synthetic ETH with ETH or SBTC with brand BTC, whatever, then mm-hmm. it's great. And and, right. and that was the big breakthrough. <clears throat> so so the 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 awesome thing about Curve is now with with a lot smaller amount of capital that you put in, you can get you can get a lot more trades happening. And the mm. more trades you get, the better trade fees you get. Right. So 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 there was nothing like this on the market at the time when Mitch released it. So so the volume, I remember in those first few days, the the volume would be 10 to 20 times the amount of capital in the pool. Mm, wow. Which means it, it it was getting you know ninety to a hundred percent APR on any given day. Wow. Um, so so and 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 the beauty of this is your risk exposure is still you know in that basket of stable coins, which still keeps it in quotes relatively safe. Um, wow, that's so, amazing. And this was just because you know people were attracted to the efficiency of you know the the low slippage of trading stable coins on curve. So they were using this pool to trade and because of that you were getting these you know uh, these these fees which meant you were you were yeah. getting a huge return on on your deposits correct i i mean in, in i i remember in those early days we we used to we used to track it against um binance stablecoin volatility mm-hmm. because when when there was any kind of volatility on binance people would withdraw their USDC or USDT there, trade it mm-hmm. on Curve and then put it back into Binance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so we used to get such big spikes from people doing that, um, and 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 that's phenomenal because it's it's more capital efficient, which means now again, you know, you 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 can't do a three million dollar stablecoin trade that keeps to its peg on on Binance. You're going to destroy the order book. Mm-hmm. But like within within the first month, we saw trades as big as that on Curve with with almost no slippage. Okay, and at this point, um, were you still just taking, you know, your your family's uh, like deposits, or or was this already open to anyone who wanted to use the? Yeah, this this by 
by now it was open to everyone. Um, the the website front ends and stuff was up. Um, okay. We 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 heavily advertised APR at that time, um, which in hindsight I actually regret. I've I've learned my lesson there. Hmm. Um, so so we attracted um, for the time so much attention. I mean the at so one when, point when I think was we, this? we had like twenty. This May- was this was Feb. This was Feb March. Okay, February, got March, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so before the real defy boom hype, whatever you want to call it, that happened, you know, right. this was, um, like, like, like Texas didn't really see volume then. Um, mm. I, I mean, if we did like a million dollars in a day, that was huge, you know, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was awesome to see. It's not the yeah. billion dollar, tri- sorry. I mean, what one inch did a trillion now it's, it's absolutely insane. Like I, yeah. I, I actually can't believe how much it's changed from then to year in such an incredibly short amount of time you know this is an evolution you see in in traditional industries over over two to five years not in six months Um, yeah it it has been crazy so okay definitely want to get into you know this evolution of of DeFi but um want to address something you mentioned which is you regret advertising the the rates um why is that uh well like it's the so 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 one of the big reasons why I like DeFi is mm-hmm. is because it it in my mind was and and I might be naive here and and I accept that but mm-hmm. but I, I I came from traditional banking where where your money is not yours when 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 you put your money in that savings account that money becomes ours and we are going to lend it out we are going to fractional reserve that stuff until there's only 50 cents left of what you deposited mm-hmm. and we are going to make as much money as we can with your money mm-hmm. so now in the defi space you you had this this the switch of you know it is my money i'm the one that decides where it sits at any given time i can see where it sits i'm the only one that chooses where i want it to go mm. and 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 to me this 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 it's it's a beautiful concept but but it comes with certain responsibilities it means you need to understand what you're doing with your money now the more we advertised the high returns we were getting at the time the more people stopped listening to that and they would just hand over their money and mm-hmm. and and this is something that used to always annoy me because at today still the same which is why which is why I've I've switched gears a lot to for now versus back then because because back then I'd I'd advertise APR I'd 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 share audits with people um I I gave them a false sense of security which mm-hmm. which I don't like so so nowadays I don't do that anymore even if the stuff is audited I don't share it's audited even 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 if I've got all of my money in there and it's been safe for the last month I don't tell people that mm-hmm. because I want them to always feel at risk you should never feel safe in this space because you need to always know what's going on and you need to always be aware of your money so 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 I I don't advertise APR anymore. You are more than welcome to to ask someone and they can validate it for you or you can deposit and you can validate it yourself. But but don't, just because I made a tweet that said 60% APR, throw your life savings into that thing. <laughs> right. Because you, you didn't validate if those numbers are correct. You didn't verify mm-hmm. if it's safe. You didn't. So so one of the beauties about this, and, and it's, 
it's one of the things I hate because I, I've, I've made the mistake of being a fairly public figure, but it's also one of the best things I think about this industry is because everything is publicly vi- verifiable. So, so we, we as a community shout wolf very quickly. Um, if something even looks mildly off, and everyone starts screaming at the top of their lungs, which, which having been at the receiving end of that often when something was not wrong, um, has definitely driven me away from this community a few times. And that mm-hmm. did happen back in March. Um, but at the same time, that's one of the good things because that's what protects everyone else. Because that's, that's the whole concept of, of blockchain. It's about, I don't, I don't trust that you moved the money with my note, I'm going to verify that you moved the money. Mm. So, 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 so the fact that that we've started moving away from that ethos, because I've 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 seen projects advertise how many audits they've had, like, mm-hmm. like that is not a metric. That is not something you should be sharing with the rest of the world. I'm 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 very glad you had it audited, but don't use that to give a false sense of comfort to other so, people. So, what's some What's the right way to communicate whether a project is safe or not? Because, I mean, I think you do a kind of the opposite. And, and maybe that's, that's been a lesson that you've learned uh, from, from what you're describing now. You know, you, you, you have, you know, you very clearly say this is not safe. Um, I test in production is on your Twitter. Uh, so you're like highlighting what I put out there isn't necessarily safe. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think users are, are craving that because not everyone is technical and able to sift through, through the code, right? Um, so they yeah, are yeah, looking yeah. for those signals. So what's kind of the right way, you think, to communicate that? So, so, so the, the, the problem, not, not problem. So, so, so the way I see it, we're, 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 in, this, we're in this highly experimental phase right now 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 if you look at if you look at other technology booms the the first people on the scene are the ones that take the risk and and they take that risk for the first two to five years before they start rolling it out and making it more accessible to others Mm -hmm. um in in today's digital age we just live in a space where information is so readily available that that everyone has access to everything the whole time and something like something like building on a theorem even makes it worse and 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 i've i've had this pain multiple times where where i i can't deploy and test in a small scale because Mm -hmm. on the one hand i can't stop people from interacting with it and on the other hand if you test into a smaller scale you don't attract enough eyes and then when you get big enough, you get the eyes and then you backfire. And you also don't want that. So you mm-hmm. almost want to be big enough at the start so that you have the eyes and then you can check it. But, but back to the original question, um, we're, we're, we're in that discovery slash innovation phase mm-hmm. where, where it's, it's dangerous if, if, if uninformed actors interact with the systems because a, a wrong click can send your funds to the wrong place. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've watched how some of these, some of my friends and other people interact with MetaMask. They don't look at what that approval of your, your entire, you know, max life savings in your wallet, um, to what smart contract is it actually going? And what is that smart contract going with you? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the approval system was originally designed on ERC-20s so that, so that you didn't give full control over to someone else. So that I said, 
you know, that contract's allowed to take a hundred bucks, but it's not allowed to take everything else. Mm. Nowadays, everyone uses infinite approval. When you're on any website, it's infinite approval because they don't want to inconvenience the user. But 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 there's there's this awkward balance between security and convenience. Right. And and now now I agree. Over a little bit more time, we should get to that convenience point. Mm. Like blockchain, Ethereum, smart contracts, eventually. Will, will be at the point where you do not know you're interacting with it. You'll have an app on your phone, and, and like there's a lot of guys already doing phenomenal work there. You know, Frontier, mm-hmm. Instadap, Zapier, all of these guys are, are, are doing phenomenal, and they should keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, they've, they've got the experts that look at and test with these smart contracts and then make it available to their users. So, so, so I, and, and all of these guys, you know, they'll, I've, I've got group chats with all of them. When I launch something, they'll first look at it, they'll review it and they know what they're doing. And then if they're happy, they're on valid to, to their users. Mm-hmm. But, but, but there's a lot of users who don't want to wait. They don't want to wait until it's in those apps. So they'll just directly start interacting with the smart contract or, or they'll, and, and that's one of the reasons why, why, and I, I've said this in a lot of my previous mediums and tweets is, is I don't want to host the websites. Um, I don't want to have people to have accessibility to these platforms. Mm. I, I, I think like low-level platforms should be accessible via wallets. Mm-hmm. And these wallets have the engineers that can validate it. I, I think that's a much better process flow than, than having someone that doesn't really know what's going on, but they know how to do an approval on MetaMask, interact with a contract via Etherscan. Mm, got it. Um, okay. So you think a so, right way so for, for mainstream users to, or non-technical users to interact with, with DeFi is through these, um, these apps, these like apps at the higher, higher level than, than the protocol level? Uh, dependent on the user. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you have that technical level, by all means, interact mm-hmm. with the protocol directly. But, but I, I think it's a lot safer if, if you put another layer in between. Um, because as, as, as much focus as any of these companies might have on securities, um, this is a highly experimental space still. Mm. I mean, there, there, there are hacks and exploits we know about now that we couldn't conceive would exist a year ago. Um, and, and I feel in a year from now, that statement is still going to be true. Mm. So, so there's, and, and the amount of money that's flowing into these protocols, my own included, is, is terrifying for a builder. Um, I, was, I was so scared the other day when I launched those Y vaults um, because I, I, I'd done my precautions, I'd done my reviews and, and, and just praise whatever deity is is mm. appropriate but just thank you that sam sees that son exists mm-hmm. and that he is a good guy um because like if uh, i i released those vaults and and within half an hour there was half a million dollars in that and that terrified me to to the point where 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 i was second guessing if i should release more products right because like i i i i mean you should never lose anyone's money. But, you know, if a mistake were to happen and a mistake will happen, then, then I'd, I'd rather be it on 500 bucks, which, you know, I can, I can reimburse someone than on half a million dollars, which there's no chance in hell I can help those people. Right. And um, it's, it's, um, so, 
it's interesting to hear you say that because I, I, you know, watching you, it seems like you have a, a much more kind of cavalier attitude to, to building, right? It's um, like what I, what I had got from, from, from you was, you know, I'm, I'm building this, nobody trusts me, I'm putting this out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can only imagine how scary it is to actually be attracting that amount of money and that the, the level of responsibility that, that you're, you're feeling. That like 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 I've I've stopped building in the past. Like mm -hmm. like I took a long hiatus um, after March because I had to rethink a lot of stuff about this industry, specifically because um, that that fear stopped me from innovating. And it took mm -hmm. me a long time to to kind of get over that gap because mm -hmm. I realize I realize if if the innovators stop because of the fear, then just nothing more is going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to get over that that hump. Um, mm -hmm. but, but it's, it, it, it's still terrifying to me because, because the, the, like, I mean, I, I, I know the whole test and prod and all of that stuff is a bit of a meme, but, but mm -hmm. like it, it, it exists because I, I, I lack alternatives. Um, I can't afford a $20,000 audit every time I, 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 I launch a new smart contract. And I mean, that, that was the cheapest quotes I was getting. They were as mm -hmm. high as 60,000. And like, I, I don't have that kind of money lying around to actually, you know, get these professional audits done. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to stop innovating because there's mm. still so much to do. There's still so much. Um, I, I, I like saying there's so much money being left on the table mm -hmm. because, you know, we're, we're, we're not capital efficient yet. Um, these, these, these systems aren't leveraging each other in, in intelligent ways by, by sharing liquidity, which is why I still believe everything should be tokenized into the nth degree because it gives you access to the lower level stuff. And like some 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 of the new stuff we're we're working on that that has tokenized leverage and access, that that's the stuff I'm getting really excited about. Because mm. that's that's when you start becoming extremely capital efficient. And that's where we want to be. Right. Um, but at the same time there's this there's this there's it, it's 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 a dual movement I've noticed where 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 a lot and and I understand where it's coming from but but a lot of the hate is towards the builders because it's it's their responsibility they should have checked they should have audited but but you know what I I as a builder I will uncategorically state there will always be mistakes there will always be flaws there will always be faults. Um, I, it doesn't matter if you're if you're Google or Apple or or if you're some guy working in his garage, mistakes are made. Mm -hmm. um, so 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 the the one thing that I've that I've switched to, and this is why I'm very don't put your money here. I'm not going to explain it to you. Mm -hmm. You need to do your research yourself. Is because I, I I want the people that just randomly put their money into these protocols to start taking a little bit of that ownership as well. I'm 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 not saying it's all on them, but it can't be all on the builder because if we keep putting everything on the builders, the builders are just going to go away. Mm. It, so, it's such a yeah, it, it's a delicate and hard balance, right? Between um, yeah, like innovation and safety. And um, I don't know. I I I I I assume there's people in this space who who think. Builders shouldn't be putting anything out there without an audit because in the end, you know, you, you are holding people's money. You know, it's a big uh, responsibility. Um, but at the same time, I, I do see your point that if 
that if that happens and only people with really deep pockets who can afford $60,000 audits uh, per product are the only ones going to be shipping. And, you know, that that kind of goes against all of the, the innovations that we've uh, seen in, in DeFi. And I, I, I assume people in this space wouldn't wouldn't want that to happen. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know what the right answer is. <laughs> No, no, don't, don't worry. I, I have no bloody clue at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, 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 what, what, what I like to see, and one of the things I, I try hard in doing, mm. is, is just you know, let's decrease the finger pointing. Mm. Um, like, like it's not, and, 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 and that's why I, again, I'm gonna come back to, 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 to Sam Caesar's son, who, who has been such a pillar for me lately, mm. um, because you know, when, when he found that. He, he didn't go shouting at the top of his lungs. He was like, hey, this is how you can fix it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and just that change in mindset is, is, is so big to me because a, a lot of the times, I, I remember this distinctly back in May and I remember this distinctly when I relaunched the, the, the Wi-Fi token as well, is there's, 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 there's a lot of people and, and these are very public, well-known people that go into private conversations and we'll tell people about you know like 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 the 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 private key thing perfect example Mm -hmm. where where that was shared in private groups but it was never discussed with me or in any other you know like more let's say controlled domain and then taken from there and 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 i I get it comes as a as a as a dual-edged sword because because now let's say let's say I was a malicious actor and I was planning on stealing all of that money. Then if they were to come to me and tell me about it, then I probably would have exited at that point because people mm. are going to realize and I want to steal as much money. So, so yes. again, there's, there's a delicate balance and, and I don't know what the answer is. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah I, just, I just actually don't know what the answer is. But, <laughs> but, but we, 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 we need to find that little bit of a balance between more like it's not, it's not you and me, it's us. Yeah. Um, and and like I'm I'm seeing us getting there. I'd, I'd hope it was a little bit faster because, in all honesty, things haven't changed much since since February. Mm. Um, but you, you know, you just have to keep doing it. If yeah. you, it's hard, but if you keep doing it every day a little bit, then it gets easier. I guess in in general, what's always advisable is for for users to be extremely careful with you know wh- wherever they're putting their money. I think that's kind of the, and taking responsibility to some extent for, for what they're doing with their money as well. Um, yeah. And okay, so we, we haven't even gotten to, to Wi-Fi, which I definitely want to ask you about. Um, so oh, yeah. so Wi-Fi is obviously the, 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 the token, um, the governance token for, for Yearn. And it just has prompted so much activity and and like fueled um, the uh, I don't know like this very ardent uh, community in, in just like a, a couple of weeks since it, it launched and I want to ask you you know how the idea for this token came about and also um, for the for its architecture which is I think the the first fully like community owned uh, token. <laughs> So I, 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 I always like this part because there's, there's a lot of people that assume it's, it's altruistic. I did it for decentralized reasons, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of stuff like that. 
and and to be blatantly obvious, um, honest, I was I was interacting with Jorn the one day, and I I did a rebalance um, because a lot of people have just sort of started leaving their funds in there. There's, 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 there was like eight to 10 million AUM. Um, but these are people that have just left it there for months. So like there, there wasn't as much protocol interaction as I'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I told the system to, to rebalance itself. And the gas fee was $108. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is insane. Like I, I cannot keep paying $108. And I mean, it's getting worse. We've, we've seen what's happening with gas. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized I need other people to interact with the system as well. And, and that means, you know, setting up, helping fine tune settings, which, which I've mostly thumb sucked. Um, and if they work, they work. If they don't, I change them. But like, it, it helps getting more eyes on it, more people involved, mm. uh, more people interact with the system. Um, and so I, I started building my little governance module, which just hooks into all of the different systems and is capable mm-hmm. of updating the variables. Um, and then I needed a way for people to make decisions on those actions on this smart contract layer. Um, and originally I thought about a DAO, but I would be like, okay, but who would be my signatories and, 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 and for how long would they be interested? You know, what happens if they leave in a, in a week from now and they're no longer interested in, in working on it and then the whole system shuts down? Um, so I realized let's launch a token. Mm-hmm. Um, with the idea, and that's why I stressed it so much in that initial articles, is that I did not want it to have financial value. Because mm-hmm. as, as, soon as, as soon as something couples financial value, then people start looking at that more so than the protocol because because as much as i love and i i do the the <laughs> let's stick with wifey because artem told me i do so as much as i love the wifey community and everything they're doing and it's it's phenomenal like i am mm-hmm. i am i am blown away by what has happened and i, I could not have guessed it in 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 any prediction model i designed mm-hmm. um but at the same time all of the conversations are around wifey like there are very few conversations around the protocol mm-hmm. um what what should the fee and the reward share be? You know what what should happen with extra system dust that's not allocated? What what should be the next product that we launch? Should I be focusing on Y swap, Y trade, Y leverage? I mean, there's so many other tools. Which also, sorry, we haven't even touched those in the conversation because there's mm-hmm. a whole suite of stuff. It's Yearns, Yearns, just one component. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but yeah. Anyway, back back to the okay. original point is 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 that's why I did the distribution, um, and and that's why. The, the initial distribution was for people that that are in the yearn system because these they because their money is there i wanted to give them that control so that they could make those decisions because if your money is already in the system you're 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 already vested to do what's best for your money right. so you know you you as person that has your money in there would want the yield switching to happen as quickly and as fast as possible to optimize it. Or you would want the fees to be at a level where you're compensated for the work you're doing, but not so much that you are subtracting from the interest to the point where another protocol is cheaper. Because DeFi is also a zero-sum game. It doesn't help if you build in fees and structures like that, because eventually someone's going to fork it and remove your fees and do it for free. So you just right. have to accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's, that's 100% the only reason why I decided to launch a token. Um, everything else that happened after that was a was a was a beautiful sequence of 
I don't know what else to call it other than than just coincidence and luck. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of dog do you have? <laughs> I called in Doodle. Sorry, sorry about that. Um. <laughs> no, not at all. I love dogs. I yeah. um, I, I I don't have any, but I, I've I've always had a yeah she's amazing but anyway that's that's a good point um (laughs) so okay so you you never um oh and and before i get to this question how how much of wifey do you own uh currently 1.4 1.58 1.48 or 1.58 tokens i i Mm -hmm. had just over the two but unfortunately i had to sell some from gas Mm-hmm. Um, I actually feel very bad about that, but you know, <laughs> it's all on my account, so it's not like I can I can hide it or anything. Right. I, I I wish I had more, mm-hmm. but the the capital that that um, what's the word I'm flooded the capital that flooded in mm-hmm. so quickly overpowered my position that I just couldn't compete. Um, wow. So so I I I I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like in, in in all honesty. <laughs> This, this is how I this is how I pictured it played out, right? I I, I picture I start my rewards contracts and mm-hmm. and people who are already using the system. So you know that like eight million AUM, let's say let's say like twenty percent of them hear about it, mm-hmm. and they think, hey, why not? There's nothing to lose, and they'd stake, and I'd be staking with them, mm-hmm. and we distribute it in that little pool, and then. I would now have like earned, let's say, the majority of these tokens. So then instead of needing to release new tokens, I would have actually taken the ones I earned and then incentivized the next week and then incentivized the next week. And I would have just kept cycling that until the token was distributed enough to the point where it was in enough of the the protocol user's hands that, that I could then move away from there. Okay, but obviously um, it all happened way too quickly for that. Like yeah. you got three hundred million dollars <laughs> overnight, basically. Yes, so that kind of completely ruined all of my original plans and theories. Um, still, incredible. you know, very very happy about this phenomenon, um, mm-hmm. but but it was definitely not the design. Uh, okay. So so so, expect, so right like, now I'm I'm yeah. still. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, please. No, I'm just wondering, like, what? Okay, so you said this. This is a valueless token, um, but I, you must have thought, you know, it it was it would have some value. I mean, did you ever imagine it going to like over four thousand dollars? So I calculated a value for it actually. Okay. So because 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 I I knew what what kind of rewards the systems were generating, mm-hmm. um, and so so I I. I know sort of the yearly prediction of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that gave me a baseline of, you know, if I, if I were to buy this token, um, correction, if I were to earn this token mm-hmm. and, and I were to then leave it, like how much would I make over that year? Right. And all of my prediction models, all of my designs based on this reward structure Priced the token between two and three dollars. Oh my god, that's crazy! <laughs> and it's a thousand times more than that. <laughs> so I was slightly off. <laughs> slightly. Um, and is that is that because of the amount of liquidity that flooded in that it has raised the value of of the token? I I I can't I can't answer that question. Like like mm-hmm. I I don't understand 
how people are valuing these tokens. Because mm. now this comes back to, like I said originally, I, I don't understand the volatility side of the crypto market or the, mm-hmm. the TAFA side. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people talk about TVL, which mm-hmm. which which TVL I think only matters if you have a, a inherent like percentage-based fee system. Mm. Um, that's that's fixed into the protocol, but you you like I said, you can't really have that because it's zero sum game and all of that stuff. So so then I sort of understand that model, but I also don't understand that model. Mm. So so uh, a lot of people have said it it has this cyclic loop, where you know because TVL was increasing, people assume they compare it with another token that is of X market cap, and thus thus for it should be Y value, mm. and 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 that that feedback loop kept cycling in, which means higher TVL, which means higher valuation, which means more TVL. Um, that's, that's I think, the predominant theory. Um, to, to be plain about it, I try and not give it too much attention. Um, okay. Reason being is, is I've, I've, I, I have a fairly vocal and long-standing history in this industry of, of saying tokens are shit. <laughs> like I, I I have a strong belief system in in base layer tokens. What I mean with that is you know ETH or BTC or or a native chain token because it needs a security budget that it's award for people that secures the network. Like mm-hmm. like any other token is is actually just rent seeking. And and I mean I I feel bad saying that because like uh, I I love a lot of these companies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I and I work closely with them, and it's it's phenomenal. But but in in the back of my brain, I'm always like, why didn't you just use ETH? You know, you you mm. could have done the same thing there. Um, and why is so, that different so, so, for, so, for your own token? Uh, because I couldn't afford ETH to distribute for people to then govern. Like right. like if if I could, I probably would. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, it it could be fractional. You know, it it could be way ownership. Um, but mm. then there's the whole question of of security versus um, governance rights. But but mm. that's again why why I'm I'm trying to stay away from whatever the hell the the crazy crypto market says that thing is worth. Because okay. as far as my protocol concerned, mm-hmm. is one token is equal to one token. It doesn't matter if someone else attaches a value of of five or five hundred, because it's not going to change your rights in the system. Mm. Um, um, so, 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 so that's a very important focus to me as well, because I, I find when you start, when you start getting entrenched in the noise of, of, of token value and, and profits and all of those things, like, like I, I, I really hate trading because there's, there's always a winner and a loser mm-hmm. and we, we glorify the winners, and that's fine. I respect it because you don't want to talk about the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get that. But there's always someone on the other side. There's always someone that bought the top. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that makes me miserable. Right. So, so I, 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 I don't like that part. Um, oh. I, I, I understand 100% is part of our industry. It's, 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 it's probably never going to go away. Um, but when when anyone asks me about the price or what I think about what's going on or its movements, I I I, I tell them, look, whatever that that value is, you connect to it. Um, that's up to you. Because because for all of my purposes, I only care that that one 
wifey token is equal to one wifey token. I mean, otherwise, I, I, I can only imagine how distracting it must be, you know, to be holding um, a stake in, in this, you know, in, in this token and have it blow up like that. And uh, you be kind of behind it. it uh, yeah, it must kind of blow your mind a little bit. So I think it's a it good does. way to, to frame it, right? One. But, but so 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 the the other reason why I also consider it a bit of a bad thing is mm -hmm. is is the the everything that happened around the token put it in the hands of people that don't care about the protocol. Mm. Now now that has meant that I have now had to change certain governance designs to accommodate the fact that not not everyone that has the token might be a participant in the ecosystem. Mm. So, 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 so sometimes that's a detriment. Um, and, and I've actually, I've, I've written a few articles on this as well back in, I think, mid 2018, probably, mm. where, where, where I try to explain to people how, how speculators ruin tokens, because, because tokens have a, have a certain system efficiency, where, where if the token is above a certain value, that's good, because it adds, let's say, Let's, let's say it's a base layer token. So if it's above a certain price, it's good because it adds security to the network. If it's below a certain price, it's bad because then it means that the people that want to provide that security aren't going to provide the security because it doesn't cover their base costs. Mm -hmm. But now if you, if you add speculator into the mix, they, they ruin this price dynamic to the point where, where, where that, that band that it was designed to live in no, no longer makes feasible sense. Mm -hmm. So, so they, they, they make the token so expensive that they can no longer do their job. Right. Is that happening um, right now? With no, so, 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 so the, the, the only problem with, with the current high value is that, is that it means it's in the hands of speculators. I mean, mm -hmm. there's, 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 there's nothing that hurts me more when I go into Twitter or I go into Medium or Discord or Telegram or I don't care what the medium is. And, and I read about these people that say, yeah, they're holding, but they have no intention of, of being part of governance. Mm. Like, like, like that to me hurts. Right. Because it's, it's designed for the singular purpose. It has this one mission that it's supposed to accomplish. And, and you're now keeping it out of the hands of people that, that want to accomplish that goal. Mm. And I think that's, um, that's been yeah. kind of the danger of, of a lot of these governance tokens. I mean, they, they have been so speculative um, after, you know, what happened with Comp and how it shut up. Now everyone wants the next uh, DeFi governance token. Um, basically, to that, because it gains, it gains in value and not necessarily because they actually want to participate in governance. Um, and I probably, yeah, Wifey has been a victim of that, if, if you want to, you know, call it call it that but so going forward how how do you think this space can mature and evolve from here where governance tokens have become so speculative how do we do they become the thing that they were actually built for um look and honestly i i i don't think i don't think we can hmm. um the 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 beauty of something like the current DeFi ecospace on Ethereum is, you know, you've, you've got so much liquidity and interaction between, between DEXs, Curve, Balancer, Uniswap, and, and more coming out on a daily basis, like that, that there's, there's so much immediate availability um, that, that 
that the traders will 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 control this market. Um, I I actually don't have an have a clean answer for that one. Um, I I as as long as well I I guess it probably comes with maturity. Mm-hmm. Like like we're still in very much that 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 teenager phase. I mm-hmm. want to call it. Um, and and in a few years maybe maybe we'll reach that maturity stage where where things are are less volatile because because I think if if the volatility stabilizes mm-hmm. then you'll you'll probably see a a difference in those systems right um but 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 i mean like like it we've 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 got the same problems in 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 you know like tr- traditional stock markets i mean, I mean mm. how many people that own tesla stocks are actually voting or actually contributing to to you know board level decisions or shareholder mm. level decisions um, right. so 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 i i was probably just naive in all honesty, mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, I think I was just naive. <laughs> sure. Um, no, fair enough. I mean, it, it's, um, it's so hard to, to predict where, where these tokens uh, will go. I mean, no, nobody thought um, any of these tokens would, would rally in the way they did or, or that they'd actually be so effective in, in attracting liquidity, which I guess, you know, is, is, was the purpose for 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 some of them so they they have been successful at, at least in in that way in, in attracting activity and liquidity to to the space um and and yeah maybe in the long term they they will be more like shares uh even though you know nobody wants to talk about that because regulators right but um <laughs> I, I think that's how kind of they're acting right now you know it's like sure like some people will participate in governance but other people will just use them as a way to um gain expo- exposure to the platforms that they believe in oh also true like like i i i understand You've you've got money in the platform, so so why don't you want to have a vested interest in the thing that governs it, even though you might not be a participant? Um, right. And and I, I respect that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so so, like my my ideal mm-hmm. person that that holds one of these tokens is 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 a I have I have some funds in the protocol, so I care about is it making me the most yield possible, mm-hmm. and two I participate in governance. Mm-hmm. Short of not having the, I participate in governance. At least give me the, the I actually have funds in the system. Right. Um, but but if if you're that third case that just has it because for speculative reasons and you don't care about the protocol or governance, yeah, you know, like like no offense, but you 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 shouldn't you shouldn't have this thing. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Awesome. Okay. So we, we're going a little bit over time, but I'd uh, love to just end Sorry. with, no, it's been really fascinating. So please don't apologize. But um, I I want to hear your kind of bigger vision and, and long-term view for, for DeFi. Like, where do you see this thing going? Um, I, I don't have an answer for you. I, I, I really wish I could say something inspirational <laughs> and based on some kind of, you know, visionary statement. Uh-huh. Um, I, I have this quote from Batman that I always tell people that I'm just a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I think there's this convergence between, between, people having more control of their own money while making money programmable, which I think is two very awesome concepts that are busy mm-hmm. colliding. 
um, I think that will give us a more efficient world. Like, like I, 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 I remember um, I was asked, <clears throat> sorry, by someone if I think that DeFi is 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 the future of of finance or the future of banking. I, I don't remember exactly where they phrased it, mm-hmm. and and I, I I never liked that because I I don't see I don't see blockchain destroying banks or changing the current status quo like mm-hmm. like banking is for bankers blockchain is finance for geeks you know it's 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 for it's for the geeks the coders the 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 technocrats that 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 want to that want to have that little bit of uncontrol of there so so it's it's more of a new paradigm mm-hmm. um but i have no bloody idea where it's going to go um i i i could not have projected in in any given time frame, looking back, where I was going to be or what was going to happen in the next three months, mm-hmm. um, all I can say is is that and 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 this is something I try and stress on my Twitter as well. Is you know like I I, I know we're in this in this hype cycle right now and everyone's excited and it's thousand percent yields and all of that stuff, but but none mm-hmm. of that is sustainable and people shouldn't think it's sustainable. Um, but on the other hand, we have these wonderful. Uh, in quotes, savings accounts, you know, things like Yearn or Curve or, or or a Uniswap LP. It doesn't matter what you do. That that's that's earning you ten to twenty percent a year, which is phenomenal rates. Yeah. Um, I I I I would like to see more focus on that side and less on the the unsustainable side, because because the problem if you focus on the unsustainable side, um, when it stops and it always stops, mm-hmm. then people say, oh, but it didn't work. See, we told you so. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 none of this can work. Mm-hmm. Versus, if they focused on the sustainable side, they, they, they stop saying that, right. because in a year from now, that still exists, and and it's going to be, it's going to be those things that in a year from now still exists, not, not the, not the ten x moon. Now all of a sudden you're defy, but but like in 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 the next two months you're gone again. You know, like like all yeah. of all all of all of the big names you look at now are are guys that have been trudging through this since last year. Mm-hmm. Um, any any new protocol that's launching today, they're 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 not doing it for the sustainability reason. They're 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 doing it for the hype reason. Um, but anyway, so 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 I I I don't really have. A answer, a prediction, or even a vision. All I know is I, I wake up in the mornings and I'm really excited to to code and try and figure out new stuff and to add new things to this ecosystem. So as long as that holds true, I'm going to keep doing. Yeah, that's inspirational enough. Um, and really excited to see you know what else you come up with for sure. Um, this has been awesome, Andre. Really, thank you so much for for taking the time. Uh, I, I loved hearing about uh, your your story and your thinking uh, behind all the craziness that's going on. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's uh, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. I'll continue to interview all the major founders and influencers in this emerging space. When DeFi eats the world, you can say you heard them here first. Tune in next week.